Hey everyone, and thank you for checking out this message today. I'm Reed Robinette, I'm the senior pastor at Crossroads Church in Maryland, and we hope this message encourages you and challenges you. We believe that everybody has a next step of faith to take, and I hope this message helps you take yours. Enjoy. Good morning, church. My name is Tito, I'm part of the missions team. Uh, uh, Kevin, thank you for allowing me to come and share this morning with the church. And uh, so I'm glad to be here. Uh, we're starting a, a new series. It's only going to be two weeks today and uh, next week. And it's going to be on the same scriptures in Luke chapter 14. And uh, so I'm going to kick it off and then uh, it'll be uh, finished up next week. So what, what I'm going to be speaking on today is called the Great Banquet, and it's about an invitation. And I and I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about me when um, sometimes when I get invited to things or I got invited, how excited that I get about certain things. And I was thinking about one time when uh, I was in Chicago and we were there for a couple of days and uh, we were helping this ministry transition from one place to another place. And it was only going to I was only would be there for like four or five days when my time was up. Uh, I was getting ready to go. And one of the board members there pulled me to the side and said, hey, listen, you know, uh, we want to thank you for what you've done and everything like this. So but we'd like you to come back to Chicago and uh, we want to uh, give you tickets to see the Bulls Pacers. And uh, so I'm going to give you seven tickets. And the first thing I thought about, man, I'm bringing all my kids. You know, how, how am I going to get back here and all that? So I was kind of like, he says, no, no, no. But look, boom, 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 boom. We had this nice thing set up and I couldn't wait to get back and tell my kids and all of us way, but to spend time and watch Jordan. And, and that was in his heyday. That's when he was a monster. And um, so we went, had a great time. And, uh, you know, uh, so so all of us have that. All of us have those experiences and all of us have those times where someone invites us to something and we can't wait. We get excited, you know, that the time is coming. Oh, it's tomorrow. The kids are we're going to the park. Oh, that's tomorrow. You know, or somebody invites them to go to the pool or something. It's that that excitement. And so when I'm thinking about this, this banquet, what we're going to be talking about this morning, what I want us to, to think about is that the greatest invitation that we're going to have is the one given to us to invite us into the kingdom of God. When God himself is going to make a way for you to understand that he's calling you and that he wants you, that he loves you and what he's done on the cross and that he's calling you to this place of salvation to be a child of God and more than that, that you're going to live out with him uh, in the kingdom, this life that he's calling you to. So uh, the kingdom of God, man, is compared to this banquet in scripture, what we're going to be looking at. And also the thing that that's going to come out of what we're talking about. It's that this, this thing about the kingdom is not about the future kingdom, though there is a future kingdom, but it's a kingdom now that we can enter into. That it's not just about a future kingdom, but that it's a, a kingdom that we can enter into right now, that we can live out right now. Uh, the This portion of scripture in Luke, 
Um, it's a parable, and Jesus spoke in parables, and we understand uh, parables to be, right, uh, just a simple story. But And these simple stories, they have all these images, and they have all these different things that we just kind of can't forget. You know, like when he says something about the seed, and the, and the Word of God is like a seed. And, and so there's always these great images that he gives us, and this one that we're going to be sharing about today is really no different. It really is a lesson about kingdom leaving and kingdom understanding and knowing that we've been called uh, to partake of a table that's already been set for us, right? And and so these little things or these teachings uh, that we think about, even though they're in simple form in the way we read the story, uh, once we get into it and begin to open it up and dissect it a little bit, we begin to find that these things really, once we apply them to our lives, have a big effect in our lives in miraculous ways. It really changes us. It really moves us. It really sets us in a pattern and a way to go to live our lives. And so it's not just a simple little story anymore, but it's this life-giving story that unveils itself and affects us and changes us, right? But it also gives us a clear path to the kingdom. It, it, there's no doubt about it that he gives us a clear path to the kingdom. And so today I want to share with you this story, and then we're going to unpack it. And the way we're going to do it is I'm just going to go verse by verse, and I'm going to share with you uh, the the, how the story begins to unfold and all the things that are in here. Uh, so I'm going to read uh, Luke uh, chapter 14, starting at verse 15. And it reads this way. When one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field then I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to the master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go and quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring to the poor, the crippled, the blind and the lame. Verse 22 says, sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Verse 23, then the master told his servant, go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house may be full. I tell you that not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. So there's a lot to this thing. And um, and there are many different things and layers of this that can be brought out. So what I'm going to do is I'm just simply going to go verse by verse and share a little bit about that and have the Lord speak to us this morning. So again, the parable of the great banquet here in Luke chapter 14, right, is real similar to the parable that you find in Matthew 22, but they're just little significant uh, differences, right? So the story in Luke's gospel was told at a dinner party, right? And Jesus has healed a man with dropsy, which is edema, right, which is the swelling caused by fluids in your body, right, and tissues. And he taught a brief lesson on serving others. Jesus then said, 
says that those who serve others will be repaid at the resurrection, right? So what I want to do is I want to show you how Jesus in this, in this dinner little party that they had, there's this conversation, this conversation leads to resurrection, this conversation leads to kingdom, this conversation leads somewhere, and then something is said, and then Jesus then shares this story to kind of counter what was spoken and what was said. And so this sets it up this kind of way. So in verse 15, it says, one of those at the table with him heard this. And he said to Jesus, blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. So in other words, when he spoke that, he was speaking of it in a future sense. That yes, there's going to be this feast and it's going to be blessed those who eat at the feast. And he was speaking about it kind of like in a future sense. That yeah, there's going to be that time and it's going to happen, but it's not right now. It's going to be in the future. So what Jesus does is he takes that opportunity to speak to that one thing, right? And all of a sudden he counters it and then he begins to share this story and he tells this parable. And so he starts it out in verse 16 and he says, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. So the first thing he tells us is that there was this king, right? And then there's this banquet. And so we know him being God the Father and then the banquet being the kingdom, right? And then God inviting people into his kingdom, right? Is the setup that he's talking about there. And and so one of the things that he's saying is that he invited them, right? And while he was preparing things. So the invitation was sent out while things were getting ready and things were getting prepared, right? And this is what uh, it tells us in verse 16, right? And then if we read on, right, it says at verse 17, at the time of the banquet, he sent his servants to tell those that had been invited, come for everything is now ready. So then after everything is prepared and everything is set, the banquet is ready. This is about to kick off. Then he says, hey, listen, go out and, and get those that I've invited. Tell them that everything is now ready and that they can come, right, and that they can enter in. Right. And so when we look at that and we look at this in 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 those, there's going to be now this rejection or there's going to be these people giving excuses. And when we look at it and try to break out what's happening there a little bit so that we can understand uh, what's happening in verse 17, going into 18, 19 and 20. Right. The invited guest is a picture of the Jewish nation. The kingdom was prepared for them, right? And in Matthew 4, 17, it says this, that says, from the time out, Jesus began to preach, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, right? Uh, we understand that the reason that he was countering what they were saying was because they were saying it about a future thing that was going to happen. And Jesus was saying, hey, listen, there's this uh, banquet, uh, there's this king, and he's inviting, and he's inviting people to come to it when? right now right and then he goes on to say that those that he invited they kind of rejected it or they kind of moved away and didn't want to respond right to that which he was offering them john 1 11 says it this way right that he came to that which was his own but his own did not receive him simply saying that they rejected he came to his own and his own rejected it. So that's what you have in verses uh, 15, 16 and verses 17. That is the, the, the layout. Now, when you get to verse 18, then those that got invited, they began to make excuses. 
as to why they weren't going to come or why they weren't going to take the invitation. And so in verse 18, they got the first excuse, right? And when you look at it, the first excuse is uh, they bought a field. They must go see it, right? And uh, then he says that, well, please, you got to gotta forgive me. So in verse 18, it says, but they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Verse 19 follows up with another excuse. And another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. So when I look at that and we look at excuses, we all have excuses. I'm not going to say, raise your hand if you ever gave an excuse. <laughs> You know, it's on you. You know, I know I've done it. And I know that I've done it. And I know that I've done it in the presence of my wife and my children. And I know that, you know, after I've done it and I've said it, they look at me and go, that's lame, dad. Like, you couldn't come up, like, with with the edu- Like, you couldn't come up with a better story. And I'm like, listen, I'm not going. That's just it, you know, and the whole deal. But it's whack, you know. And, and sometimes, you know, sometimes these people, sometimes people give you an elaborate story, right? You kind of kind of fall asleep on the excuse. It's like, I get it. You're not coming, you know. <laughs> so, for me, it, 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 it's when I look at these excuses and I kind of think about it just to touch them real quickly is, man, back then when you talk about oxen and land, that's a lot of money. You know, there's an investment. There's These are work animals. This is land. This is this, whatever. Who buys all that and doesn't really kind of check it all out? And then at the end, when you're invited, nah, we got this thing, and I bought this land. I got to go see it. Got these ox. I got to go see. He's like, so when I look at that, I get, yeah, that's, it. that's an excuse. I was going to jump on this last one, right? But the fact is that it talk about marriage. So I was going to jump on that, and I'm not, because I'm prepping for my 11 o'clock service, because my wife's going to be here. So I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to keep saying to take marriage as an excuse and all that. So I thought about that, and I was going to pounce on that one, too, you know, about this and that and that. And I said, nah, I better not. I better leave that alone. (laughs) I better leave that alone, because it'll slip. She's in the service, I said, and she's there taking notes, right? Like, uh, ha, 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 everybody laughed. It's funny, but you're coming home with me, you know? (laughs) And uh, how many of y'all married? Y'all know what I mean, right? They let you get away with it. You can hang out. You can say a joke. They laugh and everything in the car. And then they like, ha, ha, ha. You were so funny. And they're like, oh, my gosh. I didn't think I was that funny anyway. So one of the things that I think about when I think about this thing and I think about excuses and I think about, you know, uh, this this dialogue and I think about him uh, uh, telling us that the kingdom of God is now ready and him wanting a response. Right. Eliciting a response. Hey, are you coming? I'm calling you. Are you coming? Hey, I'm calling you. Right. Are you going to respond? And so there seems to be the need for an immediate response or at least some kind of response. Right. To this invitation. And by the way, the kingdom he's calling all of us he's leaving no one and this is really bringing that out because even though there was some that first rejected you know he goes on and we're going to see later on that he's really beginning to open this up so when we talk about excuses and and the lame excuses that we give right i just i just want to throw this out there right so we could think about it man do you sometimes struggle with that call do, do, do you sometimes struggle with the fact that he's calling you? And, and I'm not even talking about, I'm talking about it, let me talk about it this way. I'm talking about it in two ways. Uh, 
Kevin said something. He said, listen, man, there are some people, you've been here six years maybe, and maybe now's your time to get involved and, you know, come check us out. Maybe you want to be a member now. So I'm thinking about maybe membership, but I'm thinking about how about have you been around here six years, but you've not made a decision for Jesus, Right? And, 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 and the invitation, kind of like, like, you put it off, you put it off, you like church, you like this, you like that. But then there's that invitation that you've still been thinking about. And, and, and so all of us, we, we could look at that and we could think about, well, how do we struggle with that? Not only accepting Christ as our Lord and Savior, but what about the, also the calling that he puts in our lives so that we could live this thing out and the hesitation for us to fully embrace the life that he's given to us by us stepping out of the box and then believing him and serving and pushing forward into the kingdom. And then sometimes we put excuses and rightfully so, like I said, I got ones right we we've done that we have that we all have that and 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 we all have these different things that that we tackle with and and we have to kind of go through the weeds and have to go through that a little bit and begin to say man are these things hindering me are there things in my life that are hindering me from really making a decision and making a dedication not only for christ but for serving in the kingdom of god right and we can struggle with that and it's okay that we struggle with that but the thing is that we have to look at it we have to admit that one of the things that i think about when i think about uh, excuses right you find in the book of exodus you find it with moses right moses was a cat could you imagine i, I i'm gonna say this but i'm gonna say it this way he at least he stood there there was a burning bush and he stood there I, i'm gonna be a little honest here i think if there was a burning bush i'd run right like i i'm gonna i'm gonna say you know like yeah tough i would i don't know at least he stood there and he was calling him and he was telling him. But Moses had this dialogue with God and God was trying to get his attention and God wanted him to respond. But he too was putting up barriers and he too was putting up things that could be excuses or could be a conversation that was allowing him not to fully accept what God wanted for him because he was throwing things back. And he was saying, you know what, God, I hear what you're saying, but I'm not adequate for the task. God, I hear what you're saying, man, but I, I, I don't know enough. This is not the right time. Uh, you know, man, I, I don't know if I could take this serious, you know. Uh, you know, I, I'm not good at this. I'm not, this time I'm not willing, right? So Moses was struggling with all those things, yet he knew that God was calling him, and yet he was struggling with things inside. So I understand that sometimes when God calls us, there's this conversation that we could be having with ourselves that's not allowing us to respond. Maybe we want to, but there's another conversation in here that we might be having that's not allowing us to fully surrender to the call that God has upon our lives. One of the things that we think about when I look at Moses was that he struggled with that. But when I look at after he said, yes, look at the miracle that God did with his life. Look at the miracle that God did once he responded. So I always think about it that way, that, that God is waiting for each one of us to take this invitation and what God's going to do with our life. Some of you have that great testimony because you already know that your life was going one way. And then when you accepted Christ, your life totally took off in ways that you did not expect, in ways that you thought it never would have, like you would have never planned it this way. You would never, but God had something 
something greater for you. And when you said yes, the miraculous came into your life. Something happened. And you've never been the same. And that's for each and every one of us. We will never be the same once we respond to this call, this call of salvation. Jesus given his life on the cross, right? And the shedding of the blood, right? And he wants all to come and to partake, right, of that. So here in verse 21, right, as we continue with the story, right, um, after the married guy, uh, in verse 21 said, the servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant go out quickly into the streets, alleys to the town, bring in the poor, crippled, the blind and the lame. When, when I, when I look at that and when I read that, when we think about that, immediately what I think about is the unclean. To keep it within the context of the Pharisees, they had the thing that those that were not part were unclean. If they were lame, if they were sick, if there was leprosy, if there was something, Right. If they were not a part of that, they were considered unclean. And so here in this story, as the story goes, those that rejected didn't come. He said, listen, I got this banquet. This banquet is ready right now. I want these seats filled. And so I want you to go and I want you to bring the lame, the room, the clean and all. I want all these people to come. Right. And you know what Jesus is saying? Jesus is saying that the the kingdom is available for everybody. Everybody Everybody. So when we think about that, right, uh, and we think about how God is really calling us and how God is really loving us, God is not looking at us any different because he's seeing all of us the same. In Acts chapter 10, right, in, in, in Acts chapter 10, right, we see a verse in verse 34, right, it says that God shows no favoritism, right? Uh, God was showing Peter, come and eat, Peter, come and eat, Peter, come and eat, right? A sheet with animals and Peter rejected. No, 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 no. And, 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 and no, because he's been taught a certain way, right? And he was rejecting come and eat. He wasn't getting what God was trying to speak to him. And then there were servants at the door that knocked. And then he said, go with these people. He followed them and he went to a Gentile's home. And it says that when he entered the Gentile's home and he went through the threshold, then in Acts 10 verse 35, he said, of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. In other words, he knew, man, the gospel is for what? Everybody. Right? Everybody. Everybody who would call on the name of the Lord. Right? And, and so when we think of this invitation, right, we have to deal with it. We, we have to deal with it because it's, it's a response called to all of us and none of us are left out of it. And some of us have had already that experience of responding to such a call and the change that he's made in our lives. Right? And then there are those that are, that we still struggle or that we still have. I'm not going to say excuses. I'm just going to say inward things, man. That cause us to think uh, that I'm not ready or that I, this is not the time or next Sunday or whatever and on and on. And time goes and we kind of leave the decision to this response. We kind of leave it to the side and we and we put it somewhere right where we think we don't have to deal with it. But the fact is, man, that God loves us and God is calling us and God wants us to be his children, each and every one of us. Right. And and he wants us to respond. Right. Because we do have a place at the table. I want to say this. You have a place at the table. He wants everyone to come. I remember years ago. I'm going to show. I, I remember going to church and having to wear a suit, man. 
Any suited people were here before? Before the liberty of just come as you are? Listen, I went from suit, right? And then felt convicted and cheated because I came without a suit but a tie. So I even felt like, oh my God, you know, I'm kind of naked here. And, you know, and then the liberation. I actually remember the time I was actually speaking and I took my tie off. And you know what literally happened? The worship team, they all took their ties off. I, I do. I remember that. And then from there, we never wore ties again. Right? So when I think about that and I think about, you know, how things are in our lives, right? Sometimes when we think about coming to church or sometimes when we think about coming to the Lord or sometimes when we think about we have some things, man, that might hinder us or we have some things that might stop us from coming because we're thinking maybe I'm not ready because I got to ready myself. I'm not good enough, so I got to get myself better. I got to stop this. I got to stop that. I got to stop this. And we put all this weight on us. Right. Instead of understanding. Right. That it's an invitation to all. And he's really saying to each and every one of us. Right. Listen carefully is come as you are. Don't fix it. Don't fix it. The miracle is that if you come to him, Jesus can fix it. Right. But but he's telling us to come as we as, as we are. Right. And and the thing we got to think about, too, is when he was teaching them and he was telling them about, you know, going out into the into the streets and getting all these different kinds of people. You got to remember that Jesus himself hanged out with tax collectors and he also hanged out with sinners. Right. So so he, he people already know. Right. Hey, these people that you're saying shouldn't come to this party. He already hanged out with them already. Right. And, and people had thoughts about that. So when we know that he has opened up the banquet table, he's opening it up to all the people. He's opened up to everyone. And he's saying that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I like this now in verse 22, after all that's happening, right? These guys don't want to come. These people want to come. They got these people lame, blind. They got all this thing. And they bring everybody, as much people as they can, to try to fill this room. All of a sudden, they go and they realize, right? When they talk about that in verse 22, it says, Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there's still room. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I want you to say this with me. There's still room. I don't know about you, but I get excited about there still room. I remember one time um, preaching in this in this. Uh, uh, I was in prison and, and I went there to speak. And there was all these people, uh, gentlemen that, that were sitting down and uh, and and I was just going to share the gospel story about Jesus dying on the cross and you giving your heart and, you know, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature and, you know, and all that. There was this one guy who, who was standing in the corner, but man, I tried not to look over there. You know, I'm just being open, right? Because <laughs> I knew I was going to get out of there, but I'm just saying there in the moment, I, I was looking at, he was over there and I'm over here. No, because I know that God loves you. And I kind of look over and I'm like, that guy looks ferocious like I couldn't get I couldn't get it out of my mind that the way the way this guy looks so I kind of forced my glance over there every once in a while like God loves you you know (laughs) I kind of judged it because I thought these guys can go I don't think that guy can go man that guy that guy that and I said this morning I'll say it again that guy looked like he could grab me like from my ankles like go like yeah 
whoo, and I'd be like a skeleton. You know what I mean? Just like, so I was like, we're not going to provoke that guy, make a call or nothing. That guy, you do what you want, buddy, right? But do you know that when I preached the gospel and I shared about Jesus dying on the cross and I shared about no matter what we've done, therefore, if any man be in Christ is a new creature, all things have passed away, all things become new, man. You can come and the kingdom of God is now and you can come. Do you know that he was the first one that came and he was convulsing and he was crying and he was shaking? And, 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 and here's the thing. Then I went to him, led him to Christ, right? He's crying. And then I went, he hugged me, and he's hugging me. Oh, now he's going to get me. Even then, he's crying. I'm even then thinking, this guy. God help us. Right? God help us. You know? But even him. And he knew it. So could you imagine the call. The call is to each and every one of us. And no matter what we're struggling with, no matter what we're dealing with, no matter what we're going through, you don't got to get prep anything. You can come as you are because you have been invited to the table. Because what? There's still room. I like that when he goes in here in verse 23. He says, then the master told his servants, go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house may be full. I'm going to share a little bit about that. But next week there's going to be more about uh, being able to invite someone else. So, But I'm going to touch on this just a little bit. He says, go out to the roads and to the country lanes and compel them to come so that my house might be full. When I think of this and I think of this uh, parable and I think of this banquet call and I think about this call to salvation, this call to kingdom living, I think of in now when he says go, that he's already said these people rejected, these people can come, the unclean, now go out to the country, go to all. I think about the go command in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, go make the Disciples of all nations. But I also think about Acts 1.8, right? That, that he tells them to go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and where? To the othermost parts of the earth. So he extends that message. And so here in the banquet table, that's what we see. Him extending this message, right? And really opening it up, right? So that we know not only do we get to come in, but that we can tell someone else. You know, in 2 Peter 3, 9, this is God's heart. This is what it says. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. There's room. If you're struggling and, and you've done that, you're thinking about it, whatever, I'm going to tell you, there's room. God loves you. He's calling you. He's going to continue to call you. And he's going to tarry with you, too. Right. And he's going to be patient, you know, but 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 he is calling you and that calling is on each and every one of us. Right. And 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 it, it, that's why it says it's a banquet table. It is now ready. The, the, the invitation has been out and it's just waiting for a response. Look into your heart. Look into all the things that we put into our head, you know, about maybe not responding and giving in and surrendering, right? Because he loves us and he has something wonderful. And just like uh, when, you know, the, the fight of not wanting to go, not wanting to go, then finally when he surrendered the wonderful life that he had. 
verse in Romans 10 and 13, it says this, and anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. God died on the cross, shed the blood, that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's what this banquet thing is all about. It is about God and calling us to his kingdom and giving us opportunity to respond. God is no respecter of persons. He loves us all the same. He has that wonderful salvation for us. And more than that, for those who have already done that, maybe we're still struggling with surrendering and giving in and responding to the call, knowing that he's pushing you to something more. May we think about those things this morning. I'm going to ask the uh, praise team to come up. And I want you to think about this, that God is inviting you today, that today, today is the day of salvation, that today is your day to respond to that call. You know, sometimes what keeps us from living in the kingdom or responding to the invitation is that other things demand our time. And sometimes they seem more important. But I want to let you know, there is nothing more important than us responding to this great invitation that includes each and every one of us. Amen? God bless you. Thanks for listening. This message was a part of the ministry of Crossroads Community Church. To support Crossroads and make more messages like this available, you can click Give Now in the description below. And to find out more information on all of Crossroads Ministries, go to crossroads140.com. If you enjoyed the message today, don't forget to follow us or subscribe to our channel. And we hope to see you again soon.